haven't looked at the news in a long time, so I'm like, yo, maybe I should check out what these hype merchants want to sell me as exciting information or news. Shall we? Because it seems like the thing to do. Let's see what the headlines are all about. By the way, by the way, I am super excited and stoked. Stoked. Because <laughs> when I came home yesterday, the stuff that I ordered, my mattress and my mattress cover, arrived and sat in front of my door until I got home from work yesterday. So it was a nice and pleasant surprise to see it there. I was pretty stoked. It's still sitting in the box, of course, because I have to arrange to get rid of my old one and make room and all that kind of fun stuff. But ah, I love how they pack things now. The internet makes life so easy. And I always talk about that, but I never want to lose gratitude for how wicked it is to not have to go pick up a mattress on my own or do any of that kind of shit because I can just clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack type a few things and within a week have a new mattress at my dough. Okay, that's how this goes. It's great. I love modernity. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, let's see what's happening. Are we ready for some headlines? Hype merchants and headlines. What's going on in the world today? Prince Harry arrives on Vancouver Island to join Meghan, who I guess arrived. Oh, right. So I guess there's some sort of crisis in the Windsor family because uh, they're moving. Harry and Meghan will no longer be working members of the royal family and will not use their royal highness titles, freeing them to forge a new future in Canada. Oh my god. How super cool is that? I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, but you know. That's kind of interesting that they want to come move in Canada, move into Canada. So, um, you know. You know, I guess that's a thing now. I'm not going to read that. It's not really that riveting. People move to Canada all the time. Screening measures initiated at Vancouver Airport for China coronavirus outbreak. That does not sound very good at all. Let's see what that's all about. <clears throat> Canada's public health agency will implement signage health screening at airport kiosks. Oh boy, let's see. Passengers at the Vancouver International Airport will encounter new screening measures as Canadian health officials keep a close eye on China's coronavirus outbreak, which has killed three people and infected more than 200. Yikes. going to lie to you. I don't know what coronavirus is. So what I'm going to do is Google that shit and check it out. Maybe you know what it is, but I don't know what it is. Coronavirus. The viruses can make people sick, usually with a mild to moderate upper rep respiratory tract illness, similar to a common cold. Coronavirus symptoms include a runny nose, cough, sore throat, possibly a headache, and maybe a fever, which can last for a couple of days. Let me see here. They can infect people and animals. Five different coronaviruses. Okay. I don't want to hear a hear this explanation from CNN. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how up on the medical stuff CNN is. Okay. 
Why in the world do I have to look at this? It's a virus. Okay, we understand that. <coughs> Runny nose, headache, cough, sore throat, fever, a general feeling of being unwell. This definitely sounds like a freaking flu. Or the beginning of bronchitis. Or pneumonia. Which I'm sure it can end up there because upper respiratory tract vir- viral infections can very easily do that. All right, let's see what else is happening here. Close. Boom and bust. Economy and impeachment capture the forces that will determine Trump's fate. Oh, I guess this is still going on, is it? Oh, well. I don't know. I don't really have any interest. I will be interested once something comes out of it. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's like, hey, whatever. What do you want from me? Who cares? Until something happens, nothing's happening. Duh. Mm. Oh, I heard about this. A friend of mine told me that Virginia is in uproar right now. Thousands of gun rights activists, many armed, rally in Virginia. I think there was something happening where their guns were taken. The rally, which prompted fears of violence, ended peacefully amid tight security after state of emergency was declared. Thousands of gun rights advocates, including dozens of armed militias, gathered in the U.S. state of Virginia on Monday in a rally that many feared could have turned violent. Oof. The event ended peacefully amid heavy security after the state's governor, Ralph Northam, declared a state of emergency which banned all weapons from the Capitol grounds in Richmond through Tuesday. That's crazy, but I just saw a message on Discord that I need to respond to. So, because Megan and Harry are coming here, And because there's a lighthouse that the talking donkey and I have been quarreling over for quite some time, which he's never going to get, they're talking shit in my Discord server right now saying that I steal their shit. And you know what I'm going to say? Time for Canada to get ours. Eat our asses with a spoon. Smiley face. (laughs) All right, let's go back. (laughs) Thousands of gun rights advocates. Yeah, so let's see what's happening over here. People are just pissed because they be taking their guns away and stuff. The Lobby Day event organized by Virginia Citizens Defense League has traditionally seen gun rights advocates take to the Capitol to lobby legislators against gun control measures. Oh, boy. Well... I don't think this is going to be a very easy thing for any state in the U.S. to do. Um, People are going to get hype about this. Oh, these hype merchants are selling me some good shit. All right. Ambassador to appear before new Canada-China Parliamentary Committee as relationship deteriorates. Ooh, Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou's extradition trial begins in Vancouver. Oh, shoot. Oh boy, that means it's going to be really freaking busy there when he comes there that week. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just freaking out. I don't know how people do this shit. Greta Thunberg joins World Economic Forum debate on averting a climate apocalypse. All right. So I think it's super cool if I was 15 years old and getting to participate in all these really crazy debates and going to the UN and all that kind of stuff. It would be very fun. 
But I also wonder about the viability of consulting a 15-year-old for information or for opinions and ideas regarding any world problems. <laughs> I really do just wonder what the what exactly is the thought behind that? Is it because she's inspiring? I don't know. Um, I certainly would not want to take any advice from a 15-year-old on a good day unless they were some sort of protege, and even then I would be apprehensive to do so. Now, <coughs> people are fucking nuts on the internet. I mean, I think at first it was kind of funny when people would make fun of her, and then over time you're like, ah, you guys are trying to roast a 15-year-old. There's something very tacky and really gross about it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, for a 15-year-old, not too bad. She cares about things that are important, and uh, she articulated them well enough to get noticed. And it's always crazy to me how people are like, oh, fucking Greta Thunberg, hey, Greta Thunberg, look at my meme where I'm starting my truck and meh. Hey, Greta Thunberg, I saw that you were drinking your beverage through a fucking straw, you stupid, dumb kid. <laughs> like, just stupid shit. People on the internet talking shit about this girl. And though I definitely don't agree that she should... Well, maybe I shouldn't say definitely. Though I don't agree, maybe I can have my mind changed that um, she should be participating... Um, alongside adults who should be doing their jobs and being aware of the kinds of problems and trying to sit down and resolve them. Um, I don't, I also don't think that just the nonsense that adults are lobbing at this 15 year old girl are good either. You know, there's a middle ground there. Um, is it jealousy? I mean, I, can't, I, I would think that if I was 15 years old, you should not take advice from me either, regardless of how smart I am. There's just a level of experience that is not present. It's not present, you know? Um, it's easy to feel passionate and feel things about things, and I understand the internet is definitely... It's definitely... I think that like kids are just advancing quicker and they're smarter because they have access to information that... We didn't when we were kids. I'm not saying she's not smart. I'm not saying anything particularly negative about her. I'm just saying that I find it interesting to have a child participate in these kind of events. You know what I mean? I don't feel like she's saying anything revolutionary. I think it's just maybe there's too much of an emphasis put on children or something. I don't really know, guys. I'm just working these thoughts out. Okay? Like I said, on one hand... Yeah, maybe she's an ambitious kid. Cool, good for her. On the other hand, probably not the greatest person to take advice from. On the other hand, really gross seeing, especially grown dudes on the internet, just losing their fucking mind over Greta Thunberg. It's, uh, it's a little gross to see. You know what I'm saying? Not to say there haven't been some funny memes. There's always funny memes, guys. <coughs> but really, at the end of the day, you're making fun of a 15-year-old, and it is gross, okay? Just so you know. Let's move along, shall we? 
Iran asked for help from U.S., France to analyze downed planes' black boxes. Oh, really? So the first day that this plane... The, the first day that this plane crashed! <laughs> the first day this plane crashed, okay? All I'm seeing on the news feed, on the television at work, is about this black box and how, how Iran is not going to give anybody the black box. They're going to keep the black box for themselves. Me, 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 because that's not suspicious or anything at all. So I guess from there, now Iran is asking for assistance to analyze the down planes, black boxes. <sighs> Who knows what's going on over there, but... You know, even though I'm not on Twitter, I still hear when people go crazy and some stuff's trending, obviously, because it's trending and people talk about it on their podcast, thank the Lord, because if they didn't, then I would be kind of out of the loop and I'm seriously not in a position where I want to get Twitter again. I just feel like it's way, it is way too much for me, you know, so somebody tell me, somebody tells me about what's trending or I'll hear it on the news or not in the news like a podcast or something and uh I remember World War Three was trending it's just crazy right it's it's so weird and I, th I think I was talking to Ryan about this like it's just so strange was it Ryan I don't remember I think it was how people just tweet about things that are Cons or that are considered or would be considered really huge world history type events as if they're posting their meal. You know what I mean? Oh my God, guys, it's coming. Hashtag World War Three. <laughs> oh my God, guys, was just out and saw the headlines for World War Three. Oh my God, it's going to be crazy when World War Three starts. Like, dude, what? We're talking about war on Twitter, like it ain't no thing, the prospect of it, the possibility of it, like it's nothing. And it's so crazy to me because it's just like, okay, I'm, I think that's a bit overblown and perhaps an over-exaggeration. People tend to do that when there's a little bit of tension that's released and in ways with weapons and stuff like that. <laughs> Things happen, stuff goes awry, and, uh, People like to think the worst. It's like um, they love putting coins in the doomsday machine, right? They're just, they're wanting, wishing, and waiting for some crazy shit to happen. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> there's crazy shit happening everywhere. We're just not connecting to it in the right way. Oh, I fucking said it. Because how the hell are you just going to tweet about something like that? Like it's not something that involves, I don't know, utter destruction and death and just some really fucked up possibilities like nuclear war or all these crazy things and people are out here like oh my god guys world war three <laughs> this fucking time period is so awesome i just love it but it's also nuts you see everything from everywhere there's so much to see <coughs> you know you know you know how it is. But uh, as per usual, I'm just going to kick back and eat some fucking potato chips and relax. Because relax, because there's just no point in freaking out. I got to say, it's nice being on this end of the planet because ain't nothing crazy going to happen here. Hopefully. <laughs>
We'll see. But I doubt it. All right, let's see. Mm-mm. Oh, Iran. Now, what is this? IMF climate crisis. Oh, IMF, International Monetary Fund. I apologize. Climate crisis threatens global economic recovery. <clears throat> All right, well, whatever. Yes, climate change is the thing. I guess I don't want to read about it. I'm always like, meh. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Philippine officials seek safer homes for residents displaced by Thal Volcano. Tall Volcano. Hmm. All right. That's really fucking sucky. Let me see. Trump blasts impeachment by radical left and touts trade deals to farmers. Oh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Boris Johnson loses first Brexit legislation vote since winning December election. Boris Johnson pledges to end British investment in overseas fossil fuel projects. Alrighty, Boris. From pot to impeachment, the high wire legal act from Lev Parnas's attorney. I don't even know who the heck in the hay in the hoe that is. Hawaii man's Hawaii man. Is this like an analog to Florida man? Oh, Hawaii man stabs landlady, shoots two cops dead, dies in house fire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's just great. Let's post that in Discord for everybody. Oh my goodness. Two Hawaii police officers were fatally shot on Sunday by a man who authorities believe later died in his home after he set it on fire in a quiet neighborhood not far from Oahu's busy Waikiki Beach, officials and local media said. Oh my goodness. Well, Hawaii's really pretty. But it's also a real dangerous place to live, so. You know, that's pretty wild, I guess. Let's see what else is happening. Chinese New Year celebrations kick off around Edmonton, marking the year of the rat. Edmonton? Oh, that's cool. We didn't have to actually do anything here for any of that stuff. Maybe in Chinatown. Chinatown's a pretty neat little place. I think every major city has one, right? Everybody have their own Chinatown. <laughs> mm. Hey, you! Big gay mistake! <laughs> <laughs> oh man I remember the first time I did that voice and I made that boy that I really like laugh oh my gosh he laughed so hard he loves that fucking Chinese shit I love it it's so funny hey time for morning time coffee oh you like <laughs> hey you like it hey you want you want more coffee I got some for you. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Climate refugees cannot be sent back home. UN rules and landmark decision. At least two dead, 15 wounded in shooting in Missouri. Oh, well then. What happened? An armed security guard shot and killed a man suspected of fatally shooting a woman and injuring 15 more people outside a bar in Kansas City, Missouri police said Monday. A motive for the attack shortly before midnight Sunday outside 9 Ultra Lounge was not immediately clear. 
Well, that's super shitty. Yucky, yucky. China confirms new coronavirus transmitted by human-to-human contact. All right. Vancouver man. Yo, is everybody just have like a Florida man now? Vancouver man receives parking ticket after signing up for mobile alert reminder. Now that would be very annoying. Yo, dude, why do I pay for shit if I'm going to get a ticket for shit? I'm going to lose my fucking mind if something like that happens. And, you know, it's crazy. If you have to pay for parking, usually it's like two bucks an hour or something crazy like that. You know, that's probably the cheapest you'll pay for parking. But uh, imagine. I hate sometimes when you call the number on the actual meter and they say you can provide your visa and then you do that and then it doesn't charge your visa and then you have a ticket sitting on your dash and you're like, what? I called this number. Look, it's in my history. I even put my credit card number in. Because your machine doesn't work, I can't stick the card in the actual machine. So, hey, throw me a bone here. How about that? How about that, okay? Heidi, 10 years later. What happened to the billions pledged to help the people of Heidi? I don't know if I want to know. The Titanic will be protected by a treaty between U.S. and U.K. Oh, really? What in the world? Let's post this for the Discord folk as well. Um, All right. The Titanic will be protected. The underwater ruins of the RMS Titanic will now have the protection of an international treaty. Okay, then. The United States and the UK have both passed legislation allowing them the power to grant or deny licenses to enter the halls of the wreckage and remove artifacts found outside, according to a statement from the British Department for Transport and Maritime Minister Nusrat Ghani. All right. Lying two and a half miles below the ocean surface, the RMS Titanic is a subject of the most documented maritime tragedy in history. Ghani said in Belfast Tuesday, according to the statement, this momentous agreement with the United States, momentous, it's an already decaying fucking piece of sea craft. This momentous agreement with the United States to preserve the wreck means it will be treated with the sensitivity and respect owed to the final resting place of more than 1,500 lives. Sensitivity and respect owed. I don't understand. This is a fucking interesting thing. This happened years ago now. All the things that you could possibly have wanted to pick out from the place have already been picked out. And if there's more stuff... I don't know why you wouldn't want to go look and explore and get it so that you have more of an idea of the kinds of lives that were on this ship. What do you mean treat it with sensitivity? It's so weird how, what are we, extending our feelings and all of our, all of our mushy, gushy things that we should feel for people. Oh, our sensitivity towards people. We're just like extending that outwards to inanimate, decaying decrepit objects that have long since been breaking down under the surface of the ocean i don't understand i also think it's weird like i'm I'm, i understand that it's between the continents which is why it's the uk and the u.s i guess that have the agreement but why in general 
<coughs> the UK signed the Treaty to Protect the Titanic, which is about 370 nautical miles south of Newfoundland, Canada, in 2003. But the treaty is only coming into force now, as the US didn't ratify it until the end of 2019. Well, because it probably wasn't that freaking important, was it? The ratification of the treaty marks a step forward in an effort of multiple countries to protect the ship. I guess protect it meaning just... Oh, something is playing right now. I heard the sound from my headphones. Yo, stop. Hopefully that didn't record, guys. Sorry, because I'm on a tear right now. Looking at the stuff. Related content. First Titanic dives in 14 years reveal how the ocean floor is swallowing up the shipwreck. Indeed. So, what in the world is going to... Why? Why? Just why? Let people pick at it and stuff. We remember the story. We remember the, the, the important stuff about it. People die all the time. It's so weird, like, how we need to... Oh, we need to... Remember the poor people who went through some unfortunate tragedy years later. Ugh. Stop. Let's let go of this shit. It's a cool part of our history, and it's always going to be there. You know what I mean? But why are we trying to protect it? It's already in a position where it can be protected. I don't even know why I'm so hype about this, to be honest with you. It just seems like... There are more important things to even worry about that this shouldn't even be on the radar. Oh my god, what will we do with the Titanic? It's being swallowed up by the sea. <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna... <laughs> Having way too much fun by my fucking self over here. Oh my god, it's working. The hype merchants are getting me hype, man. These news people... Oh my god, let me present you information in such a way that even such a benign story about a ship that sank like fucking 70 years ago or whatever the fuck it was, it's gonna get you all hyper and shit. Oh yeah, get prepared, you're gonna lose your mind over the Titanic. You ready? Cause this is why you don't watch the news or pay attention to it. Because everything becomes an event. And then I'm just trying to look at this like, ah, I remember back in the day. <laughs> back in the day when I was a kid and the news was about shit that was actually important and happening. I mean, is the Titanic even relevant to our culture anymore? It was for a time when the movie came out with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet which was fantastic. And of course, that Celine Dion song came out. That is how that ship became alive and relevant in our culture is because Hollywood brought it into our faces and turned it into a great love story movie, epic lost tale with crazy fucking shit about how the ship sank and all that kind of fun stuff, you know? That's how it was relevant to me, anyway. Of course it's a tragedy, and we can acknowledge that, but, like, I don't know, okay? Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm being narrow-minded. Maybe I'm being a no, I'm gonna block this kind of person. Maybe I should be the opposite. All right, tell me all about the fucking Titanic. Tell me why. <laughs> all right. 
Australia hit with flash flooding, dust storms as wildfires rage. Yo, this sucks. I know a couple people out there in the land down under, Lance, Peachy Face. I hope you guys are okay. Um, I've been hearing crazy shit about all the, whew, all the fires and all that kind of stuff. Um, shout out to you. Um, my thoughts and prayers. Uh, I have you on my mind and stuff. And at some point, if I am less lazy, I'll start a fund or something. Maybe we'll go fund me some money or whatever. Okay. All right. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> the American dream is much easier to achieve in Canada. I can't remember who said this. I think it was Bill Hicks, but he was like, someone said it. That's the thing about the American dream is you have to be asleep to believe in it. Oh shit. That's some woke ass shit right there. And that somebody said that years ago and I can't fucking remember who it was, but I remember hearing it and getting goosebumps like, Ooh, that's kind of a creepy thought. Davos 2020. The American dream is much easier to achieve in Canada. If you're born in the United States, having wealthy parents matters a great deal to your chances of success, according to a new report. Jesus, where is this music just starts playing on these stupid websites? Individuals born into poorer families have a better chance of owning a home, getting a good education, and experiencing a better life than their parents if they are born in Canada than if they are born in the United States. In other words, Canadians have a better shot at the American dream than Americans do. That's according to the World Economic Forum's Global Social Mobility Index, which ranks 82 countries on their citizens' ability to fulfill their potential regardless of their socioeconomic background. The report was published Monday to coincide with the start of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, where global income inequality is a recurring theme. The index ranks economies across five dimensions, health, education, technology, access, work in terms of opportunities, conditions, and fair wages, and protection and institutions. Germany is the most socially mobile country among the G7, ranking 11th overall, followed by France, which is 12th, Canada, which is 14th, Japan, which is 15th, the U.S., oh, sorry, the U United Kingdom, which is 21st, the United States, which is 27th, and Italy, which is 34th. The U.S. is 27th? What? Nordic countries, including Denmark, Finland, Norway, Sweden, and Iceland, have the best social mobility scores. But what do they mean by social mobility? I need to, like, figure this shit out. I guess being able to move around? Well, I think socially mobile, I think, like, being able to access the internet and being mobile socially all over the globe because of your access to the internet, but I could be wrong. Among the world's large emerging economies, Russia ranks 39th, followed by China at 45th, Brazil 60th, India 76th, and South Africa 77th. The headline finding of the report is that most economies are failing to provide the conditions in which their citizens can thrive, often by a large margin. The World Economic Forum said in a statement Monday. This is interesting to me. I'm actually reading about the economy. And generally, I don't because I'm like, eh, what do I need to know as long as I'm handling my shit? But it's just interesting to see. Because obviously, it said that Canada is where you can get your American dream, yo. As a result, an individual's opportunities in life remain tethered to their socioeconomic status at birth, entrenching historic inequalities, the statement added. 
As it stands right now in the United States, it takes five generations for a low-income family to reach median income, but that number could change. This statistic is better than it is in Germany and France, but worse than it is in Canada, Australia, and Denmark. Ooh, Canada and Australia, shout out to the Commonwealth Nations, which has the best social mobility score overall. Number of generations it would take for those born in a low-income family to approach mean income in their country. Denmark is at two years, Sweden, Norway, and Finland are three years, Spain, Australia, Canada, Japan, four years, Italy, US, South Korea, Portugal, UK, Ireland, Chile, five years, Chile, oh no, Ireland is where that ends, Chile, France, and Germany, six years, India, China, Hungary, seven years, South Africa, and Brazil, nine years. In Denmark, a child born into poverty has a similar likelihood of earning a high income in adulthood as a child born into a rich family, according to the report. This is thanks to a combination of widespread access to high-quality education, good work opportunities, and conditions, and a robust social safety net. All right, so I have to be honest about the idea that healthcare here and being able to have access to healthcare is actually quite an important thing to have for any developed fucking country. This is the one area in which I just have a huge issue with the US and I try not to think about it too much because eventually that's a place I'd like to end up, but it just seems for that one reason, a dumb move. You know what I mean? I don't think healthcare is something that should be a competitive venture. I I feel like it should be provided by the state with the option for additional private, for a private market to function as well, which is available here. You know, we get our basic needs met and that's important. And you know what else is crazy? Fucking nuts. The government will provide you with two major surgeries in your life. Two major surgeries are fucking covered. Imagine if you need a knee replacement or a hip replacement. And if it's a critical surgery, which obviously those two things as a very, as an example on the lower end of the totem pole are actually great examples. You can get that knee replacement or you can get that hip replacement if necessary and you will not be charged for it. And that's really nice because you know what? It fucking sucks if you need a knee replacement in the States because, man, those are thousands of dollars and they're very expensive. And then you got to go back again in like 15, 20 years to get another replacement. And there's just no coverage or there is coverage and it's not nearly as good as the coverage is here. I mean, I don't understand why people are strange about the healthcare thing. If we want to help people thrive... We need to care about their health and we need to give them access to basic health care. You know, oh, are you feeling sick? Go to the doctor, get a medication, that kind of thing. You don't want people running around sick and and being homeless and just all that kind of stuff. Medical or health care access is super important. And I I just, that's the only thing that I find disconcerting about the U.S. It's a, it's supposed to be a developed country, but it doesn't even provide health care for its citizens. Now, that is some real shady shit, okay? I'm not saying we need to turn into a total socialist country, but there are aspects of social socialist policies, if you want to call it that, 
that are actually designed or would help the country thrive overall. Healthcare is that thing, okay? All right, we can stop. I can stop with my lefty talking points or whatever you want to call them. You call them lefty talking points or whatever. I, I just call it good sense. Take fucking care of people. Okay? Okay. Let's see. Germany and France rank much better than the United States on social protection and have fairer wages, which lifts those countries' overall social mobility ranking. Germany and France rank much better than, than the United States on social protection and have fairer wages. All right, there's another thing. If you don't want to pay for shit like that, have fairer wages. I understand that there's going to be a little bit of a difficulty here with paying people more and earning less as a company. I understand the company has expenses they need to cover and stuff, but there has to be some sort of give, right? If there's not enough wage for a person to be able to take care of themselves, then what the hell is going on? Anyway, the report finds that wage disparities have grown exponentially since the 1970s. The top 1% of income earners in the United States earned 158% more in 2018 than they did in 1979, while the bottom 90% of earners in the U.S. grew their wages just 24% over that time period. Listen, if you want to make a lot of money, you got to be hungry. And not only do you got to be hungry, you got to be cool to like... Take shit from people, <laughs> okay? I'm not saying all rich people do that. I'm pretty sure many of them probably work real fucking hard, popping Adderall all day, just earning that Skrilla. And you know what? Let them. Cool. <clears throat> I don't want to disparage people who earn a lot of money because they have a drive in them that just makes them earn money. And I'm also not condoning any shitty things they do to get that money, but... Can you really, 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 because people are like, oh, the top 1%, the top 1%, can you really get mad at people who are just, who just have way more fucking ambition and drive than you to achieve the things they want and make the money that they want, creating such disparities? Yeah, maybe they should throw it back into the community. Maybe people make them feel like they're morally obligated, but at the same time, Get yours, son. How can you get mad at people if they don't want to share the wealth that they've earned? It's very challenging, right? Because we feel like, oh, it's morally, this is morally reprehensible. I can't believe all these fucking rich people don't put their money back into the communities and blah, blah, blah. And to a degree, I do agree. But it's also like, hey, they can do whatever the heck they want with their money. Maybe everybody else needs to step up their game and try and reach that, that level of earning or whatever it is you see it as or success or whatever. I don't know. I just don't think I want to be on either side of this argument trying to be like, well, yeah, fuck the 1% or also like, well, yeah, fuck poor people. Like I'm not in, on either one of those camps, but it's fun to be, to think about things in both ways as much as I can when my brain's like, hey, consider it both ways. Coming from a wealthy family has other benefits too. Citing data gathered by IPSOS on behalf of LinkedIn, the report notes that Americans who grew up in a high-income household are three times more likely to report having a strong social and professional networks than those who grew up in a low-income household. <coughs> this means those individuals experience a double advantage in both social and financial capital. I mean, there really is something to having a network. 
um, of people who, if, like, social capital, I think, is incredibly important, obviously. Duh. That's important to me. And I think it's important to talk to people because I've started to realize the more you talk to people, the more you realize that if you want to get a great job or if you want to have a great opportunity, it really freaking helps to know somebody who has an in to the place that you want to get to. I mean, that is how I got my warehouse job. You know what I mean? It's because I, I knew somebody and there we communicated about it. And then I probably got that job because I knew the person who was hiring for that job. Because especially with large corporations and companies, it's very difficult to get in. There are thousands of people applying probably daily because they provide great benefits and all that kind of fun shit. And uh, everybody wants in on that. Everybody wants in on that corporate dick. People are like, oh, corporations are evil. Yeah, but if you were a low-level worker and if you want a job that pays pretty decent and has great benefits, and is just generally going to protect you and your rights, because they have the money, and they have the, the everything, everything you could possibly imagine to protect you is in place for you. You would take it too, you know, you would take it too, and um, that's why people want to have these jobs, and I don't remember where my point was going with that, but that's all right. Oh, right. Social capital. Social capital really does help with financial capital. That That's what my underlying point was there. Networking and talking to people and all that kind of stuff. And networks in general, especially if you can build a robust social network, it's just generally a good thing to have. You want to have people around you <coughs> who are like synergistic, you know, who jive with your, with your energy and and provide you with some sort of value to, to, how do I say this, to empower that energy to go in a direction that's going to do things or whatever, you know what I mean? It's nice, and that's what you should have. If you, if you don't have a lot of financial capital, build some social capital around you and try to facilitate or use that to facilitate your increase in financial capital. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like, hey man, maybe I should be rich too, but you know what, I truly agree with, with Tim Dillon in the sense that, like, I had to give up money because I'm interested in talking about the truth. You just, there's some things you give up by just trying to to achieve that as a goal. And it's like, meh. And also, I mean, I don't have any crazy, grandiose ideas about just my, me, little old me sitting here in my basement in Surrey talking shit, becoming some sort of famous person or having a lot of money you know what i'm saying we just gonna work hard play hard work hard play hard and see what comes out of that anyways before i get tangential i suppose the highlight of this forum in davos was that income inequality seems to be increasing all right then Billionaires richer than 60% of the world's population. Whoa, mind the gap. 22 men are richer than all of Africa's women. Whoa, that is such an awful way to frame that, Al Jazeera, you bunch of cunts. Bunch of cunts, Al Jazeera. 
A new report by Oxfam shows that the world's wealthiest 1% continue to control more wealth than most others. Okay, that's fine, but 22 men are richer than all of Africa's women? That's a really weird way to frame that. The number of women in Africa outnumber the world's 22 richest men by about 15 million times. But 22 rich men have more wealth. Those 22 rich men probably have crazy companies in a more developed country. Like, it's just so weird to look at it like this. Not saying that that disparity is a good thing, obviously. But, my goodness. I don't know. I just don't know. Let's see. Let's see what else is fucking going on. Sri Lanka, too many twins hinder world record attempt. World record attempt for most twins in one place fails because of too many people. <laughs> China moves to phase out single-use plastics. Well, well, well. Stolen New Zealand therapy goat reunited with best friend, a depressed cow. Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. Let me stick this in the Discord now. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Therapy goat. Have we goat a story for you? Ha ha ha. Oh my god. Thanks for the morning dad joke. I am so fucking stoked on you. National Post with your maple leaves and shit. A goat brought onto a New Zealand farm to cheer up a depressed cow has been safely returned home after a brazen abduction. <coughs> Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Go moo. Moo. <laughs> That's Doja Cat Moo. If you haven't seen that video, boy... What are you doing? It's so, I just love the things that hot chicks can get away with because uh, as cheap of a tactic as it may be, that girl is just killing her career now in a good way. <laughs> Doja cat. <laughs> got milk cow, got beef, got steak, bitch, got cheese. <laughs> Out here making moves, bitch. I'm too smooth, bitch. I'm too smooth. Out here making moves, out here making moves. Seriously, go look at it. The video's good. She's hot, I promise. I'm not even kidding ya, okay? After Rosie passed away, Bunter got really depressed, and we heard that goats were good therapy. Oh, this is a little bit cute. It almost makes me not want to eat them, but mm, I'm talking about the cows, by the way. I hear that a depressed or stressed out cow, is the meat is not very good. So it's always better to have... Um, oh, um, I blanked out there for a minute. So it's good to have... Um, it's good to have a cow that's just, you know, been able to roam free and live a fairly happy life before killing it for food. So, mm -mm -mm. 
nearly a third of poll respondents don't want Canada to send troops to stop genocide. Wait, what? Genocide where? A poll probing people's knowledge of the Holocaust oh, has turned up a finding that suggests there are some in this country who believe Canada shouldn't intervene militarily if there was a genocide taking place in the world. Hmm. Wow, I wonder. How would I feel about that? Do I think Canadian troops should get involved? I mean, why would we need to get involved? We know that Americans are going to get involved, right? Is it really necessary for Canadians to get involved when Americans are going to get involved and clearly have the budget and the resources to go take care of it without us having to spend any? Maybe we could spend that extra money on, like, science or something cool, right? Right? Because, I don't know, that sounds like something better. Uh, 11% preferred not to answer the question. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm with Joe Rogan about this poll question. Who the fuck is doing these polls? Nobody has ever, ever sent me a letter asking me a question for a poll. So who are these mysterious poll takers? I must know. I must know because I'm very interested. Ask Amy, online bully embarrasses family. Online bully. <clears throat> oh, right. Someone, people just write to this girl. Ask Amy. But she spells her name retarded, like A-M-Y. Not like me, like cool and stuff, duh. New screening measures coming to YVR after virus outbreak in China. Okay, fair enough. I guess the only th reason I would need to worry about that is if I have a visitor coming here, but I doubt they'll do any additional screening for anyone coming from America. They fucking should, though. Those Americas are, Americans are a real problem. They're a real problem, I tell ya. That energy is way too explosive. <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> What's happening around me? Because I ain't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Surrey is on pace to become Metro Vancouver's new downtown. First of all, shut the front door. It is not happening, okay? Surrey's Fruticana, 25 years in, is growing strong. So Fruticana is this really adorable, like, Indian produce store. And uh, it was, I guess it's been around for 25 years, but there was, like, just one. Now there's, like, one in a few, quite a few places, and everybody goes there, everybody goes there to get some produce, BC, look at the city of Surrey's controversial new budget, whoa, you know, I've never looked at anything political pertaining to where I live, because I just have zero fucking interest in this shit, People are telling me, oh, you should care. You should know who's running. You should know this. You should know that. No, why would I want to occupy my mind space with that shit? Listen to me. There's only so much I can cram in there, okay? I'm not going to think about a boot. Freaking politics shit. Canadian politics is so boring. Like, at the end of the day, I know my medical's covered. MSP is not a thing anymore. It just comes out of taxes. I'm set. I'm set. Okay. Anything else is whatever. 
And as much as Trudeau is a bit of a a twinkie dink, he's doing okay. Nothing crazy has happened yet. There's just regular old politics things that are kind of like, all right, well, this can stop now. But other than that, whatever. You know, things aren't as hype as the hype merchants want you to think they are. The whole point of being a hype merchant is to hype you up to click on their shit. And the world runs on hype merchants. Okay? That's what the deal is. Everybody needs to hype up their thing because they need you to be hype about their thing because they want your attention. Because attention is the currency of the modern age that nobody... Yeah, that's right. I said nobody. That's probably a way gross over-exaggeration. I'm sure a lot of people have come to this conclusion. But it is a very valuable commodity, your attention. Because your attention is what provides the data to tailor more information to come your way that is going to sell you something or provide you with information about things you already like to look at so that you keep clicking on their stuff. Whoever they are, whether it's CNN, YouTube, Google, fucking Facebook, whatever things they want you to see are things you have clicked before. Okay? And these hype merchants want to hype you up on the shit you're already hype about so that you keep staying hype. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason I stay away from the news and all these kinds of things. Because eventually, my give a fuck is going to get busted. And I'm just not interested in being desensitized. Actually, who am, what am I talking about? I am desensitized to this stuff. I'm desensitized to the news. I constantly complain about that ticker tape parade that's on the screen every time I have seen the news. I don't like the way that news is presented to me in this fashion. Like every single thing that's occurring is such an event. And now people have become like this where they have Twitter now and they have Facebook and they think that everything that they're saying is some profound and prophetic thing. And, oh, my opinion is just so this and so that because I care about people and I need to signal to the world that I'm fucking awesome. And I'm not saying I don't do that, okay? Sometimes I fucking do. But seriously, it's just become a really gross sport. Hype merchants, we're hyping ourselves, we're hyping shit we like, people are hyping shit in our faces, it's all hype. What is behind the hype? Nothing, people just want to sell you shit, all right? They want to sell you a narrative, they want to sell you a product, whatever it is, as long as money ends up in the pockets of the people who are creating the hype over shit that isn't really that hype, fuck, seriously, it's an amazing trick. And this is, let me bring it full circle, why it's important to understand your psychology and how your brain works, because it's real fucking easy to trick you. And you know what? It's real easy to not just you, me too, any of us who have a brain are susceptible to being totally fucking conned out of space in our mind for stupid shit that doesn't matter, that is meant to direct your attention the world's most valuable commodity right now, the thing that keeps shit running is people's attention. Everything is judged based on the metric of how many followers, how many likes, because quantification somehow became an indication 
of how important something is and not about where people's attention is. As soon as they figure out that's where the attention is, they can start clicking the hype button to make it more, to get it some more attention. Maybe commodity is the wrong word. I think I'm using that word incorrectly. I should look it up. (coughs) I should look it up. I stupid. Sometimes in the morning, I freaking forget words and, you know, I just have a thing. But it is important to stress, once again, that understanding basic psychology and understanding the way your mind works and how people work is very important because all the ways in which these major companies try and direct your attention away from things that are actually important and into their stupid hype machine of shit's always happening, bombs are going off, there might be World War III, look at this fucking iPhone, look at this graph, whatever the thing is, pulls you away from thinking about things that are way more important that will actually enrich your life and bring your life value. Things that are fleshy, not not necessarily human, but that have a meat and a life to them, that aren't just something plastic and hollow, that makes you think it's going to fill the void that you have inside you, that deep fucking dark hole that you keep trying to fill with all this bullshit is never going to be filled with all these holograms. (coughs) Holograms of happiness. But hey, hype merchants got to sell you hype. And you know what? They do a great job. They do a great job. Okay? They do a great job. Commodity. Let's see. An article of trade or commerce, especially a product, is distinguished from a service. Something of use, advantage, or value. Okay, so, so commodity works for attention. It's also a great form of currency, I should say. People want you spending your attentional currency on their fucking headlines, on their products, on their stuff. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like I I look at my phone sometimes and I search for something once and then all of a sudden I will start getting crazy freaking ads for it. And it's annoying if you've already bought the thing and then you keep getting ads for it. You know what I mean? So I bought a Ridge wallet for, for one of my friends for Christmas. And after, it's like everything is like, hey, Ridge Wallet, Ridge Wallet, Ridge Wallet, Ridge Wallet. And I'm like, yo, this would have been nice beforehand, but <laughs> now it's just annoying. There's certain things it's really convenient for. You know what I mean? I, I like search for plaid stuff because I'm a big sucker for plaid. And then it started recommending me stuff. And you know what? I bought some of that stuff because, you know, you like it. You want it anyway. So it has its uses and whatever. But again, like this, this is the amazing thing about data mining, like that they're so good at directing your attention to things that are less than important to pay attention to, that if you didn't think about that thing in the day, you'd probably be a little bit better off or you'd have something else to think about that might have been a little bit better. But, you know, whatever and stuff, I give up because I'm part of this vicious circle too, of just of like, I'm in this circle where I'm like, Sometimes I need to dip my toes into the hype pool. I want to see what's happening, what's happening in the world. And generally always get the sense of, ah, this, eh, 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 this is too much for my liking. The way that things are presented to me, like everything is a big deal and an event, you know? (sighs) And maybe it is, but I don't know. 
I like to worry about things when they're actually worth worrying about. I don't want to sit here and ruminate over problems that are just continuously occurring that are made to seem like they're much larger than they are at almost every point on the line of progression of this problem. Two weeks ago, it was bad. It's two weeks later, and it's way worse when really it's not even that worse. It's the same thing. It's just been continuing on for two weeks because that's how events unfold. Events don't unfold in one day. There might be some very explosive parts of the unfolding of whatever event or story. (coughs) But it's never just popping off all the time, the way that things are described. It's crazy how many times someone can write about the same news story and then they just beat you over the head with the same history. And it's like, hey, can you get to the point and just tell me what's happening and the important information that I need to know? Because apparently there's other things happening that I need to be paying attention to. And you want to beat me over the head with some like crazy story about some side shit and some racism you want to pepper in there and this and that. and (coughs) It's information paralysis just causes too many problems, I think. But hey, as far as the hype merchants go, they're doing their job. And that's really what I think they are. Um... I would like to just call them news merchants, but hype merchants just seems so much more appropriate. Apropos. And I get it because I'm kind of a hype, hype person. I like to hype myself. I like to hype the things I like. We're all kind of hype merchants, aren't we? I guess they call them hype beasts now. That's the cool term. But I don't know. I guess it matters what you're hyping and and the way you're hyping it, right? Right? Am I right? Please tell me I have a great point. Please, 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 because I need to be validated. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking kill myself and my life is going to be totally meaningless if I make absolutely no fucking sense and I'm just talking to myself over here while I'm having a coffee and, you know, whatever. Whatever. It's cool. I'm fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Anyway, since I've been babbling on for an hour and I got fairly deep into the headlines of the world news on Google News, which is where you can find the headlines that I read. I'm not going to post all the ones that I did because no, it's early and I just need to relax a little bit. I got to get ready for work soon and stuff. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Anyways, Big kiss. Um, Thanks again for your continued love and support, guys. Appreciate it. Um, If you want to find me, look in the description. Everything is there. If you want to reach out, the email address to do that at is getitoffyourchest.wut at gmail.com. I hope to God you can spell because it's spelled correctly. Once again, that's getitoffyourchest.wut at gmail.com. I love your guys' love letters. Send them over. I get behind and stuff, but eventually I will get to those things, okay? It's not that you're not important. It's just that my time management skills aren't where, they're sh- where they should be, okay? That's the real truth. The truth is sometimes I willy-nilly plan, and I, which means I don't plan. What a weird oxymoron. I willy-nilly plan. No dumb shit. You just don't organize your day well enough to facilitate that stuff. 
Oh, free time is so fucking hard to find, huh? But that's okay, because it's really good to be busy, and it feels good, and it feels like I'm working and doing shit, so, haha, <gasps> you know? Okay, big kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay, love you, bye!